What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media. We're doing the post-game reaction show. This will be uploaded to the podcast platform. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you're listening on Spotify, come through to the live shows. Normally we do them after the game. My internet went out yesterday, so I couldn't do it after the game. What's annoying is I have the YouTube TV and I have Hulu with live TV. So I had to watch football on my phone after that, and that was less fun. But it's okay. I got to watch the Ravens play some football. We got to see Zay Flowers. We got to see Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin's offense. Yeah. We got to see Will Anderson wreak havoc on us. Um, we also saw some injuries. But, Joshua, what are your thoughts on this game overall? What was kind of the first thing that you uh, you thought of when you watched it? First thing I, I'll be honest with you, the first thing I thought of um, – I had to finish watching the game, man. During, and also during this, uh, D'Amico Ryan said, if we're going to lose, you know, we're we going to lose with some dignity and some pride because he had them young boys flying all around the damn field. I know, I know, this is, I know this is about to be supposed to be about our team, but shoot, um, when you think, of, when you think about the opposing team, they had nothing else to lose. They didn't have anything to lose because I mean, they're pretty much picked to lose games. So, um, Shout out to D'Amico Ryan's and his and, and company over there in uh, Houston. Um, but when it comes to us, the Baltimore Ravens, man, I didn't have a high expectation for this game. I knew it was going to be a slow game. I knew it was going to be a slow start. I knew everybody was going to have to get a feel for each other and, um, you know, just get get wet. I mean, the only thing I liked, honestly, Lamar looked good, man. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I know he got uh, hit, sacked a couple times, but – his pocket presence, his awareness seems to, you know, it went up a notch um, in regards of trying to evade the, evade the pressures and things of that nature. So um, if, I, if I was to grade this game, I'd probably give it like a B, C plus, strong C plus. <laughs> yeah, and like we talked about this all offseason, right? Why didn't you play the starters in the preseason? Week one. If your week one opponent is not – a high-end rival yeah. or just high-end, you know, you're going to be battling them for a playoff spot and you need to win that game, then obviously you need the guys to give up. But the Ravens have used this traditionally as a preseason game. And that's what they did last year against the Jets. Remember, it's the same thing against the Jets. Yep. Even the injuries, too, actually. That kind of too good of a comparison, for being honest. Um, yeah. But – Overall, it was just like, okay, Ravens start really slow. I mean, what was the score of the Ravens-Jets game last year? I feel like it was 24 to 9. Um, yeah, it was close. It was 24 to 9. This game, 25 to 9. Um, score <laughs> right there. So, like, it's just about the exact same game as we saw last year. Defense looked good. They were forcing, you know, last year we played against Joe Flacco in week one. Yeah. This year we played against C.J. Stroud, you know, not – High-end quarterback play. You know, C.J. Stroud looked good. I'm not trying to hate on him. You know, rookie first start, he looked solid. But, like, this game was used as a, hey, this is the NFL. This is what you can do. Let's see what you got. Todd Munkin called some good plays. I mean, the Ravens passing him, I think, looked really good outside of the, you know, outside of the pass blocking. But the offense looked really good. Lamar Jackson. Um, he looked sharp throwing the football. Obviously, he didn't. Yeah. I don't think he had his best game. He had that interception where he tried to throw it out a little bit too early, kind of jumped it. Um, you know, ends up throwing a little bit behind. I believe it was targeted towards day. Yeah. And it was. then, 
you know, he had the two fumbles. Um, one of them was that was that was pretty bad. He's holding the ball out like he's you know trying to stiff arm somebody with it. Somebody <laughs> ends up getting punched. But overall, I thought Lamar looked fine. It looked like a warm up game for him, and he was kind of not going through the motions, but he knew he was in control. The big thing was. I thought about this. I thought about this long and hard. Zay Flowers looks like he's already the best wide receiver the Ravens have ever drafted. Like, like he's dominant. Like, obviously there's been better games. Hollywood's first game was incredible. But Hollywood's first game was just speed, right? Like, that's all we saw. We saw him uh, make on the deep post. We saw Hollywood... Um, you know, catch a slant route and take it deep. And it was like, okay, yeah, we really like Hollywood. And by no means, I like Hollywood. I'm not a Hollywood hater. A lot of people don't like Hollywood. I really like Hollywood. But Zay Flowers came out and every single thing that he did, I was like, oh, wow. He caught a screen and it was like, you know, third down. And I'm like, man, we're throwing, what what in the Greg Roman offense is this? (laughs) Oh, no, we're throwing screens. And then we see and then all of a sudden, it's like a 15, 20-yard gain. You're like, oh, okay, where was this a few years ago? Like, we're throwing yeah. the ball. And it was like, okay, you have to get him the football. I mean, he hit that spin move on one of his first couple catches, plants the right leg, spins around it, and then, you know, steps back and dodges another guy. And it was like, somebody said, somebody said that it looked like Lamar, you know, shrank a little bit. You know what I say? I say they cut eight and a half. All right. They cut eight and a half and got four because he looks unreal holding the football. And then the biggest thing the Ravens have had a problem with drafting recently, right? Drops. Lamar Jackson throws that, that uh, fade down the sideline. And I was like, I don't know. In my mind, I just knew it was incomplete. I was like, Lamar throws back. He throws it 25 yards down the field. And I'm like, he's dropping this. And then he catches it. And I was like, he can catch two. Like, not that we didn't know that we could catch. It's just we've been destroyed by drops of drafted wide receivers forever. This is not a new thing. Always. It's just like they just don't catch the ball when they should. Now, we've had guys that are good and whatever. But, oh, my goodness, he did absolutely everything. The only thing we didn't see out of him was a touchdown and and a deep ball. But, like, he caught a fade down the sideline for 25 yards on a crucial third down. But, Joshua, talk to me about Zay Flowers. What did you think about him? Um, I mean, as I'm looking at, as I'm looking in, uh, in the chat, I did, I do, I do see that we forced uh, – people saying that we forced about him. Honestly, I can't, I can't lie. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's like when you have a playmaker, you do have to showcase your playmaker. Not saying that, you know, um, I mean, and, and the thing was, it's not like he was, it's not like he was DTMing, you know. Uh, yeah. Todd, that, uh, you could say Todd was DTMing. You know, he just wanted to put the ball in the hand of his playmaker, of his young playmaker. And that's what he did. Because, I mean, I think it was like one series where they threw Odell the screen. I mean, he, I think he went up about two, three yards. He got two, three yards. And then they try to throw the screen over to Uzay like twice, and um, he didn't go anywhere. Uh, even with the even with that uh, interception uh, from Lamar Jackson, 
uh, I forgot who was covering him, but like uh, that corner was draped all over Zay, honestly, and that, that was a, that was a force fed pass. And yeah, and granted, like I said, when Zay had his moments, Zay looked great. But you know, he obviously is going to be a chess piece in this offense, and you know, I feel like he's going to be he's gonna, he's going to be one of those guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that's going to help us make that run towards the uh, playoffs because we're going to need that person. We're going to need that player. We're going to need that guy to step up, you know, to um, to just push us over the hump. I mean, and he's wise beyond his years. That's a great thing about great thing about this young man mm-hmm. um, that he's came in. He's came in NFL ready. He came in with this, you know, with the mindset like, yo, it's time to get to work. You know, once he got drafted, you know, the, the job ain't done. And, you know, just like everybody else that's recently been drafted in the first round by Baltimore, they talk about getting a Super Bowl. And some people, you know, they, you know, they say it because you, because they're, you know, they're supposed to say it or have those good analytic skills and things of that nature. And sometimes you can believe people. Lamar, when Lamar said, you know, he's here to be a Raven, he's here to get a Super Bowl. I believe it. When Zay got interviewed yeah. after he got drafted and he talked about, you know, hey, I'm here to bring a championship championship to Baltimore. That's another young man I can believe that you know wants it as bad as as the quarterback. So I definitely feel like you know. He's going to make a lot of things happen, and because teams are going to key in on him, it's going to open up the it's going to open up more opportunities for you know the Mark Andrews, the Isaiah Lightlings, the Rashad yeah. Batemans, even Odell Beckham. And shout out to shout out to all the receivers, you know, um, causing causing those uh, pass interferences. Man, we ain't seen that in a while. <laughs> you know, move it, move the change by any means. I liked it. I liked yep. it. So you know, <laughs> Zay is him. Zay will um, be a part of this franchise for a long time. I'm glad that we drafted him and and got that uh, contract extension for Lamar. So they're going to be here for five years together. It's going to it's going they're going to make some things happen. I love I love the work that he puts in and it's um, obviously shown on the field. Yeah, and it shows Lamar has faith in him. It shows Todd Munkin has faith in him. But the other thing, like oh, we were force feeding him. Why? Because great playmaker. I mean, he showcases after the catch ability yeah. from the jump. But we were getting pressure. Yeah. The Ravens at the beginning of the game, it was it was snap and pressure, and then Lamar's to get rid of it quickly. So then all of a sudden we started going to the heavy screen game. And it was get say the ball quickly. Because no disrespect to Odell, no disrespect to Bateman. He's our best playmaker with the ball in his hands. It's comparable to Lamar Jackson. It's not even like besides Lamar Jackson, it's like, yo, like. Who's better in the open field, Zay or Lamar? And obviously, Zay's got to prove himself. Like, Lamar, I'm still taking right now. But, like, get another guy like Lamar, the ball out in space, and all of a sudden that's going to force teams, hey, maybe we got to get an extra guy out there. That opens up the box. That allows the run game. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., though, I thought he looked really good. I think a lot of people I saw, like, were kind of disappointed. Like, I had people texting me, and they're like, man, like, what's up with Odell? Like, why is Odell not getting the ball? I was like, dude, Odell's actually looked pretty good. Um, he drew two penalties. Joshua, like he said, move them chains any means necessary. And what mm-hmm. was a big play? What was it? You know, throws 30 yards down the field. Derek Stingley, second-year player out of LSU. And Odell says, okay, Rook, you are – okay, I don't know, not Rook, but soft. Okay, soft. I know you're watching my LSU highlights. Why don't you uh, give me this flag right here? And gets it. Like, okay. That's what we like to see. We saw the – what was the one thing that we could count on with Odell? We've talked about it so many times. His hands. He's going to catch it. Yes, what, a, what a track and catch of Lamar Jackson's ball to him down the sideline. Like, 
you know, just over the shoulder, tracks it, brings it in. And it was like, all right, yep, that's somebody that we can go to in crucial situations. And Bateman looked good too. Like, Bateman didn't get a lot of snap share, but I think the Ravens, again, it was not a high – it was just kind of like, all right, let's just run the clock out to the game. They got yeah. it by enough. They weren't trying to show off the offense. And it was just like, okay, he looked good. Odell looked good. This is the best the Ravens wide receivers have ever looked. Like, just in one game where it was just like, oh, every single receiver played well. It wasn't just, oh, Hollywood and Mark Andrews looked good, but Seth Roberts dropped passes and these other guys didn't do that. Game. Like, no, everyone looked really good. So I, I know I know it's I know it's early. I know it's early, but I gotta ask. Can this do you do you believe oh gosh? Do you believe this wide receiver <laughs> core can do what the 2012 wide receiver core did for Joe Flacco? I think it can do more. Mm. I think I, I mean like obviously I don't know if we're gonna hit Lamar's gonna hit four thousand passing yards. I just don't know if that's necessarily the route that we're gonna take, but I think it's absolutely going to be a situation where we're not worried if we're behind. And we haven't felt like that in a long time, probably since 2012, where it was like, okay, we can go out there and sling the rock. But like even back then, it was like, okay, we had the chain mover in Anquan, we had the deep threat in uh, Jacoby and Torrey Smith. Yeah, like We didn't have anybody like, say, Flowers that we could throw yeah. it to. The real question is, that offense had the hard play action and had the run game. We got to talk about it again. J.K. Dobbins, man. Our running back. What's there to talk about? Um, he's not a Baltimore Raven at the season no more, respectfully. Like, I love him. Ugh, we're, we don't. We lost our guy. We lost J.K. Dobbins. Uh, pretty frustrated. I mean, I'm pretty frustrated with the way that everything was handled in terms of just like, off-season sits out and stuff like that. But you, yeah. know, you never want injuries to happen. Suck that that happened. But how do we move forward? Do we go after – I mean, it's just as – I mean, Justice Hill scored two touchdowns. We talked about in the pregame show. How much Justice Hill are we going to see? I don't know. We might see a little bit. Looks like Todd Munkin really likes Justice Hill because he can catch the ball. He does have burst. I wonder if when Keaton Mitchell gets healthy – is it a Keaton Mitchell Justice Hill backfield with Gus Edwards on third and short and goal line situations? Oh man, Mark, you're funny as hell. But um, outside of that, um, <laughs> oh man, listen, Dude, I, I go here and I'm like, where's my hat? And I'm like, I can't find my hat. <laughs> I'm clearly not in my normal recording studio. I'm watching my sister, and I'm in my other sister's room. Um, shout out to uh, Miley up there. <laughs> uh, but um, I do like you know when Keaton Mitchell gets back off of IR, I think it is. I think it is time for him to step up. Um, I think he can be the other chess piece. I mean, great. I'm. It's, it's a blessing to see Justice Hill running north and south, getting touchdowns. You know, helping the team out in that in that type of way on the offensive side of the ball. But man, listen. I think everybody's been falling in love with Keaton Mitchell. I think everybody wants to see more of him, and, and myself included. You know, he's much faster than, in my opinion, Justice Hill. Um, he's a little bit more he, – he's way more shippier than Justice Hill, and um, he knows how to make something happen even at the uh, even at the first contact. Um, so I do feel like, you know, 
Um, when Keaton Mitchell comes back, I definitely feel like you know he'll he'll be seeing more of the reps. But with Melvin Gordon, up, Melvin, up, do they? I believe they will move Melvin Gordon up off yeah, the Yeah, Melvin squad. was activated, I believe, or they or they announced they plan on activating him. Yeah. So, um, Gus, Gus, Justice, and Melvin, it's going, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting uh, show come this Sunday against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. So I definitely feel like you know it can happen, y'all. We are not going for Jonathan Taylor. I'm gonna just let y'all know straight up right now. <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor's already in the IR himself as well. So there's no point of even doing that to us. Um, <laughs> Mark, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a dialogue about Duvernay at wide back. We've been said this. We've been actually. Said this. That is a great idea, Mark. That is something we, I forgot about that. But we've been said to use them like oh, yeah, we talked this yeah, I just forgot about him because we barely saw him. You know, so I mean, if you're gonna give him play time, this is the time to do it, honestly, because yeah. he runs hard like a running back. He, you know, he has straight line speed, he's not as shifty. But he's tough when he's a tough runner, a hard runner when the ball is in his hands. So I don't mind actually giving him a giving him a shot or you know giving him some more you know duties in the backfield. But that's got to be a Tom Munkin, um, Devin Duvernay type of conversation, and also with John Harbaugh included as well. And Joshua, we haven't talked about it yet. But how about that defensive line, man? Amen. I mean, we talked about it. Our X factors were the wide receivers and the pass rush. And we go out there, we see Jadavian Clowney getting pressure. We see uh, David Ojavo strip sack. We see Adafi Away. I mean, was this the best game Adafi Away's ever had? Like, obviously, he's had better moments, but in terms of like a full football game, he was everywhere. Yeah, he was there. He was there. I mean, he was chasing down like right, literally right on heels. Getting tackles, he was in the mix. You love to see it. You love to see it. Roquan Smith with the bat. No, no, excuse me. I don't think Roquan Smith at the bat down. I think it was Patrick Queen with the bat down. Uh, I think Roquan had a bat down. He did have a bat okay. down. Okay, okay, yeah. And um, I, I remember um, it was a wide receiver. I forgot who that wide receiver was catching the ball. Um, two of our guys was uh, holding them up, and Ray, Roquan came up for the cleanup and knocked him, knocked him down. Man, um, it was good to see that front seven get after the ball. I mean, because that's something we've been talking about is, a, is a getting that pressure, stopping the run. Um, because with the secondary being where being in the state that it's in, front seven going to have to win a Super Bowl on that defense side yeah. of the ball, straight up. <laughs> the other big thing. What has been one of the most devastating things outside of the, the big touchdowns? I feel like broken tackles in open space have yeah. been the other thing that has killed the Ravens. I mean, Damian Pierce is one of the most difficult running backs to, to tackle in the NFL, and he wasn't going anywhere. He was getting wrapped up by Away, by Clowney, by Roquan. I mean, Roquan had a great fourth down stop. I mean, both Roquan and Patrick Queen had great fourth down stops. Um, Patrick Kuhn with the blitz on C.J. Stroud, and yeah, then yeah. Roquan yeah. Um, stuffs him in the pile. And it's like, okay, we're we're tackling guys' first attempt. Yeah, we're getting pressure. I would have loved to see Jadavian Clowney get that sack on C.J. Stroud, but it's all right. Um, it, there was a holding on the play, so it didn't matter. Yeah, but it was like, okay, we were making the opponent uncomfortable. Were they missing a lot of starting offensive linemen? Yes, they were. 
But my favorite thing was the the right tackle gets injured for this wasn't my favorite thing. The right tackle for the Texans gets injured. First snap. David Ojabo beats him and strips sacks the quarterback. He's like, okay. All right. Let's go. Yeah, he reminds CJ, like, hey, baby, you know, this is this ain't nothing new. Just because we're in the NFL, you know, playing for different teams, it's, it's Michigan and Ohio State all over again, baby. But um <laughs> Giovanni, exactly. I know you talked about Brandon Stevens, but listen, if Brandon Stevens actually gets some ball skills, I was Oh, McConnell. So close. I thought he was about to get Robert Woods, man. He is he's like literally there. He's I'm not saying he's a Pro Bowl corner. I'm not saying that. But he's literally right there of becoming a solid starter. Someone he, someone that yeah. we can actually appreciate being on, on the field, you know, getting those snaps, man. It just falls down on him. It falls down on him learning continuing continually learning the game. And actually, you know, being a true corner, man. Yeah, it was just like he's so close. And Adam78 says, uh, Harbaugh said there's a chance Humphrey returns against Cincinnati. That would be huge. I saw that. We're playing against Marlon, or we're playing against uh, Higgins Jamar, and Chase. Yeah. We would like that. Trust me, I've watched enough Orlando Brown Jr. to know what it looks like. Miles Garrett was ragdolling him. We don't have Miles Garrett, but no, we don't have Miles Garrett. But uh, I feel like David Ojabo either or either Jason, uh, excuse me, Odafi can uh, take on <laughs> Orlando Brown Jr. for sure. Um, I'm not going to say you know playing against Sissy is going to be a cakewalk for sure, but um, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna play. We're gonna play Ravens football. Just exactly. I hope the Ravens that shows up to Cincinnati rises above expectation, though. That's the thing. Yep. You know, being a Ravens fan, you never know which Ravens team you're going to get. Um, but how do you how, – the offensive line, I think we got to address that too, man. Um, let's talk about it, man. You know, Ryan Stanley's week to week, Tyler Linderbaum, we, I was so hurt seeing him roll over. Yeah. I was so hurt seeing him go down. I said, oh, man, he looking mar- he making Iowa uh, offensive line of the real bad right now. <laughs> and, uh, and the right side was showing their age yesterday. They were showing yeah. their age. I think what we should do, left tackle, Patrick McCarry, mm-hmm. center, Sam Mustafer. Mm-hmm. However, if the Ravens feel that Falele is ready, I'd be very inclined to watch Falele. One game, two game, whatever it is. Maybe switch him in and out. I don't know. Um, it's just something where it's like, okay, the offensive line is struggling. It's also their first game, right? Like, like Ronnie wasn't playing in the preseason. Morgan right. Moses wasn't playing in the preseason. Kevin Zeitler wasn't playing in the preseason. I don't think Linderbaum played in the preseason. The only guy that played in the preseason looks really good. <laughs> That's John Simpson. He yeah. looked really good in the game. So it's like, okay, this was their first game back too. And, you know, should you play some of your starters in preseason? Probably. I don't necessarily think you have to play your quarterback. Um 
I, I have no problem with it. I've got a mirror right behind my camera. I, I am moving this thing. Because I'm like <laughs> making eye contact with myself. Like every like three words I like look up and I'm like, who's staring at me? Really annoying. I like turning this thing around. Um but when we're watching it, it's like, okay, we need to see these offensive linemen get reps together and get reps in the preseason because you know, new left guard means center's not used to playing next to him, left tackle's not used to playing next to him. How do you get those reps? You got to practice. The benefit is the guys that are coming in for the injured players, they got the reps in the preseason. So they're actually more warm than the starters were. Like they were more ready. Yeah. So, you know, I also think that the Texans have a good pass rush. Like, I think people forget Will Anderson was the best player, best or second best player in the draft. Him and Bijan, I would say. Where the two just clear, these guys are not going to miss. It's just, you know, Bijan's a running back, and running backs aren't necessarily as valuable. But it was like, these are the two guys where it's like, these are automatic hits. They're almost both guaranteed to be pro bowlers. Bijan was almost a lock to be an all pro. Um, and yeah. Will Anderson, I mean, he comes in, he looks really good in his first career game. And it's like, okay, that, that doesn't shock me at all. And when you get a good pass rusher, that helps every other player out because then your offensive line to start focusing on them. The benefit is like the Ravens have not have good pass blocking offensive linemen with Lamar Jackson ever. They've been good run blocking alignment. They've been able to make holes, but Lamar's always had to dodge and avoid sacks. And we saw that again today. And, you know, he's going to get more comfortable but I also think the Ravens are going to switch to more of the underneath routes. Gets a ball, the ball early. I also think having Mark Andrews helps a ton because that's Lamar's safety net. It's going to yeah. look like there's a lot more pressure when you can't get it to the guy you're looking for every play. You know, like, okay, do I trust this guy? Is he going to make that cut on time? I don't know. Like, that's that's tough, in my opinion. No, I definitely can agree with that, man. Um like you said, you know, some 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 positions, some players do need to get those reps in. I do feel like, you know, offensive line, defensive line, you know, the guys are that are projected to be starters um, do need to get those preseason reps in just so they can build a continu- continuity and, and chemistry along with each other. Because, you know, seeing Ronnie Stanley um, playing next to John Simpson, like, yo, John Simpson's been playing our preseason and Ronnie Stanley just been watching the sidelines. You know, Tom Linderbaum, you know, he's been practicing and things of that nature. Sam must have been taking most of the reps, you know, during the preseason games. Uh, right side, it's just, you know, the guys just pretty much filling in. Daniel Falele of Falele. Daniel. That's that's what we're going to work with, Daniel today. Um, <laughs> he was damn near all over the all over the field on the offensive line during uh, preseason. So, you know, I know we're going to get younger. Um, when that offensive line come next year, because I, I don't know, I don't know what's the future holds for Kevin Zeitler, um, in regards to if he's going to be staying with the Ravens or if he's going to retire. But um, I know Voorhees will be coming in. I mean, there's no guarantee that he's going to be, you know, the saving grace at right guard. But we got high hopes for him. We seen Daniel, yeah. seen Daniel uh, put in the work on both left and right side. Um, he's looking good. 
He's he's catching up game speed. You know, so he doesn't look, you know, worn out from what I've seen. Um, so I definitely feel like, you know, if we're going to be making a move to make him the starter for years to come, I think they need to start ramping up that process a little quicker. Um, I do love what Morgan Moses did bring, but um, offensive line versus defensive line is like a heavyweight fighter. Age catch up with you. And Will Anderson yeah. is young as hell. Will Anderson, what, 22, 23? Man, he showed his age. He did he, yeah. he, Because of his age, because of what he brought, he had Morgan, had Morgan Moses doing the moonwalk before the ball was snapped. So, I mean, you know, sometimes a young guy can put the fear in another man, unfortunately. <laughs> um, no, seriously, McConnell, you got you to let the people know who is your stylist? Where you where you where you getting your drip from, baby? It, it's clean. It's clean. I told I told him before he wore a shirt like that before. It's clean. So uh... Um, <laughs> this shirt is from a European um, golf apparel company. It's called Royal and Awesome. They make golf clothes. They also have very fun pants to wear golfing. I wear them all the time. I wear them to work all the time because we have to wear a polo. Now I show up in this, and it's like. Is this business casual? Probably not. But also, they just said it has to be a polo, so I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I'm rocking these types of shirts all day long. And they're really comfortable, so a lot of fun. Um, let's see here. Outside of defensive line, more injuries. Marcus Williams. Um, yeah. Geno Stone looks like he's going to be the re- guy replacing him. Luckily, Marcus Williams torn pack four or five weeks. Same thing happened last year. Not not the same injury. I think it was a shoulder issue last year. But um, yeah. he ended up missing, you know, four or five weeks. I was like, okay. Because Marcus Williams looked really good. And, you know, obviously it sucks, but, you know, missing him for games. But he, he's going to be back. This is not an injury where I'm worried, you know, if when it's an Achilles, when it's an ACL, then you start getting worried. Oh, is he going to mess up his speed? Is it, you know, how, how damaged is it? Yeah. Okay. This is this. He's going to be fine. Um, he's, you know, yeah, maybe maybe he broke his hand. Yeah, it, it, was, yeah. it was some small weird injury. He's going to come back. He's going to be fine. You know, giving reps to the younger defensive backs at safety isn't worrying me. I'm fine to uh, watch Geno Stone and, and Daryl Worley, you know, in that secondary. And maybe even see some Ardarius Washington because we do have Kyle Hamilton. Hopefully we get Marcus – not Marcus, we get Marlon back this week, and it's like, okay, we did lose a, a pro bowler, but we got back an all-pro. Like, you know, hopefully that's the trade-off we end up doing. Um, you know, we'll just have to see what exactly happens, you know, with that injury. But, again, it's not not a season-ending injury. Like, those are the injuries that, like, you know, you can come back from an injury because what sucks about, like, a J.K. Dobbins injury, right, is there's there's no chance he comes back. Right. What matters the most? Having your players in January. That's what matters. So if a guy like Marcus Williams gets injured, but is going to come back and be able to play for down the stretch of the season, I mean, he's going to be able to play more than just down the stretch. He's going to be playing over half the season. But yeah. if they can play down the stretch and into the postseason, you're you still have hope for the season. It's when all of a sudden you get five players and they get season-ending injuries. Like, like same thing with Ronnie. Same thing with Tyler Linderbaum. Sucks, but they're, they're not missing the whole year. 
<laughs> Not I would a lot with that one. Um, they're not missing the whole year. Like they're gonna, they're gonna come back. They're gonna be down the stretch. It, it's gonna suck for a few weeks, obviously with with no center, no left tackle. But you can get, you can get past it. You can move yeah. past that, and nobody's going to be out here just being like, the Ravens are over because they lost their center. It's like, yeah, it's gonna suck for a little bit, but it's gonna be more quick passes to for you know next few weeks. But John Fowler is going to get the, the football. Oh, wow, Benjamin. That's a good question. Who looked better, Patrick Queen or Adolphe? I'm going to go with Adolphe. Because I think Patrick Queen looked like what he did down the stretch last year. Right? Like, yeah. playing with Roquan looked really good. Away? That was a new dude right there. Somebody, somebody put on his jersey. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I mean, PQ. I'm not going to say his. He, I don't, I'm not going to say he hit his peak. But the thing about it is, when you when you're playing next to a a Mike linebacker that is damn near a Ray Lewis, a a, a, a Patrick Willis, a Luke Lakeekly, um, s type of player, that that. Uh, that inside weak linebacker has free range to do whatever the hell he wants to. We've seen it with Peanut. We've seen it with Bart Scott, you know. <laughs> and those guys came alive and played a great part of our defense. And um, but th- this is but away is something we've been waiting. To, we've been waiting for that, you know, that spark to erupt. Now, granted, I know everybody's going to say, yeah, Lyman, Lyman was missing. Lyman was out from Houston. I don't care. I hope those I hope those guys do get better. And I hope this game is a continuation of what is what is uh what is down the road and for the future for Adopting. Because if he continues to play like this, it's going to set up everyone else on that defensive line. He'll be able to do what he did at Penn State, but do it on a higher level, on a higher clip, and actually record some stats while he's doing it too. Because I know yeah. he wants to be a pro bowler. He wants to be an all pro. He wants to, you know, to be this 10 plus, 10 plus sack guy. Me personally, I want him to get five plus sacks because he's never been a sack type of technician. But if that if that's what your if that's what your goal, your dream is, hey, who am I to stop you from, you know, having a dream? Make it your reality, uh, Adafi, and you know, prove us wrong. So, um, I definitely feel like Away had a better game because this is like I said, this is something we've been waiting for. He's he, he was the project guy, and usually, year three is when those project guys come alive, especially on that defensive line. So, I hope this is a continuation of what's to come throughout this whole season. Yeah, it's just it's just a situation, right? Where winning breeds winning. Success breeds success. I don't care what you're doing it against. If you start to have success, you're going to start to see yourself having success. It is a confidence booster, right? I don't care if it's a preseason game. I don't care if you're playing peewee football. If you go Mm -hmm. out there and you have a big game that next week, I don't care who you're playing. You're going to go out there and you're going to feel like you're going to have a good game. What do they do in baseball, right? When When a guy gets injured, they send him down to the minors for rehab starts. And, you know, people aren't going to look historically, right, and be like, that home run and that AAA 
baseball game, yeah. legacy defining. No, but if you had a home run and you had an injured left leg, you're like, man, that's my plant. Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I feel like I can put pressure on it. Now I'm ready. You go to the MLB, you feel like you're all set. You know, you start making shots. Clay Thompson, he was playing in the G League for the Warriors coming back from his injury. Why? Get in game shape. Get confidence back. It's been a while. Adafi Awe is a young player. We want him to get some confidence up. And I don't care who it's against. He went out and he had a big game. And we're going to celebrate that. And hopefully it's able to, you know, give him confidence so that next week he can build off of it. And next week he doesn't have to have two sacks. He doesn't have to have a crazy statistical game. But just, you know, continue getting better. Continue showing those improvements that you made in the offseason. That's, That's what we're excited about. about. That's what it's all about, man. So I mean, I mean, I somebody somebody been listening in. Somebody's been tuning in to somebody's podcast. And I know, I know, I know, I know. So um I'm I'm happy to see it. And I maybe maybe it's because you know his brother from another's out there on the field with him too. Who knows? But you know, um I want them to be the Bastion brother the Bastion brothers of football, you know, um Mighty Ducks reference. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if Roquan Smith reaches 150 tackles and 10 plus sacks, I could see him in line with defense player of the year. Hey man, we did talk about it on the previous episode. If you haven't, if you haven't watched it, make sure you check, tune in, like, share, subscribe, comment if you are new to the Trust the Bank uh channel. But um what do you think? What do you think about them uh that stat? If a comment? middle linebacker puts up 10 sacks, yeah, he's probably gonna win. Defensive player of the year. He's not putting up 10 sacks. <laughs> That's, I mean, he blitzes twice a game. Like, he does yeah. not rush the pass. That would be an unreal season. So, yeah. He has a better chance of getting more interceptions. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Like, if it's like, you know, he gets four sacks and four picks, that's like, okay, kind of reasonable. Still a great season, but yeah, 10 sacks for a Mike linebacker and Modern NFL is really tough. Yeah, that's crazy. Out for it. <laughs> oh man, do you have anything else you want to talk about in the in the live stream? No, nah, man, I didn't expect that. Outside of I didn't expect that uh, that that whipping that Dallas put on uh, New York last night. Um, I'm good, man. I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get to next Sunday um, for us to go against go up in Cincinnati and put a hurt in uh, Joe Burrow and company. Um, it's the, the beginning of the week, y'all. Make sure it's a great it's a great way to start the week off with a, duck, a Baltimore Ravens W. Uh, make sure y'all staying positive, motivated. Don't let nobody steal y'all shine this week. And um, yeah, y'all, y'all stay great, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to end it. Thank y'all so much for coming through. You know, it, it's tough with the post game streams when it's the one o'clock games because football's on right after. Maybe we'll have to just start doing. Monday reaction streams to the early games. Obviously, primetime, do them right after. Yeah. Um, you know, the four o'clock games after, nobody's watching. Like, there's no football on. Like, that works. I don't know. I kind of like the Monday streams. Let us know in the comment section down below. What do you guys think about, uh, you know, doing the streams on Monday as a, as a reaction? But thank you all so much for coming through. Subscribe, and we'll see you all again next time.